uh, like I said, I think you're going to be losing some vital nutrients. I think when you eliminate animal products, um, certainly protein is, a, is something that you have to address. It's certainly going to be far more bioavailable with animal foods. You got to consume about double the protein sources to equalize a protein source uh, that it's from an animal versus a plant. Um, they're just a lot more bioavailable, easier to digest when it's coming from an animal. I mean, we are humans. We are meant to digest both. But when it comes to certain things, animal products are just going to be better. A lot of another nutrient that we kind of have to address is vitamin A. Mm. Um, you're not going to get any of the good fat soluble nutrients like retinol. Um, you're going to get that more from all your animal foods, like your liver and your organs and your, your egg yolks and your whole fat dairy. Um, you don't get any vitamin A in a vegan diet. Um, you do get beta carotene. Um, that does need to be converted to work optimally and in a body that isn't working optimally or in a low metabolic state, they're going to have a very hard time converting that. And that's why you're going to see a lot of vegans that look like Oompa Loompas um, and they're orange <laughs> um, because they're not being able to convert beta carotene. So it just stores in their skin and they get that orange color to them. So uh, certainly my experience is with people that have gone vegan for a long period of time, they are married to that belief. And so even when their health starts to suffer, they have a hard time moving past that. Um, you know, like I said, it is good for weight loss purposes. You know, any diet that removes a lot of things and decreases your options can be helpful for weight loss. And so that's a lot of the dietary approaches that are out there right now. They're, they kind of just take things out. And then that makes your decision-making easier. Mm. Um, being a vegan is the same kind of method. Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturate, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and seriously saturated skincare. And today we have our good friend, Kate Deering, back on the podcast. So for those of you who don't know Kate, she's a health coach and author of How to Heal Your Metabolism, which is such an amazing book that I recommend all of our clients read. So you can read it. You can also listen to it so you can get it on Audible and she's translated it into French. So I'll pop a link in the show notes with a discount code that you can use as well. Now, today we thought we would talk about two very popular diets that so many of the women that come to us have done in the past. So one is carnivore and one is vegan, basically veganism. So we talk more about what these actual diets are. We talk about some of the issues that can arise with doing these diets, you know, especially when you're cutting out entire food groups. We talk about some of the nutrient deficiencies that happen with these diets. We also actually talk about some of the good parts of these diets. So it's not all bad. Um, but I think, you know, if you're someone who has experimented with either of these diets or who is thinking about doing them, uh, highly recommend you listen to this episode, which you obviously are doing now because you're listening to it. Um, but, you know, and we also talk about why they work for weight loss. So as always, guys, um, if you enjoy this episode, please rate and review the podcast so you can do it as many times as, as you like. 
And for your chance to win a tub of Saturate Premium Collagen, all you need to do is take a screenshot of the episode, share it on Instagram stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-E-L-D and just write, you know, what were your... um, what were your biggest takeaways? And I'll pick, I always pick someone every month and then they win a tub of the collagen. So hope you enjoy this uh, episode and you learn a lot. Let's get into it. Welcome back, Kate. Kate Deering, it's been a while since we've had, well, it's not been a while, actually. We've got a, well, probably hopefully we'll be out uh, by the time you listen to this. Kate's like, what the fuck are you talking about, Kitty? This is how my brain goes. I was just thinking about the awesome podcast we did with Ray on the hormones, the most recent one. So that isn't out yet. Um, so I would say though, by the time you listen to this, that will release that one. Hey, Kate, should we yeah. release that? We should. That it's a good a, one. That is a very good one. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, I've for, forgotten exactly what it was on. Was it ca- no calcium? It was about, no, it was about estrogen replacement therapy right. and ca- calcium and dairy. Yeah. So just, uh, yeah, you'll probably have listened to that by the time you listen to this. Um, <laughs> but Kate is the author of <laughs> how to heal your metabolism um, which is a great book. So if you haven't read that, I highly recommend you read it. It's cheap and it's <laughs> such a great, no, no, but like, you know, if, if people are looking for, you know, they don't want to invest huge amounts of money and it's yeah. very affordable. So like, yeah. and, but it's just packed with so much great information and it's easy to understand. So yeah, yeah if you, um, haven't read that, I read it. It's in Kindle now it's in French. So if you want to read it in French, Sure. You can do that too. Get it in both languages. Yeah. Yeah. Just read it or listen to it. Just get on it. Uh, So today we thought we'd talk about um, just two really popular diets that a lot of our clients um, have done in the past to try and either lose weight or, you know, uh, improve their health or both. So, you know, I do heaps of calls with women every week who are potentially thinking about doing our program. And when they, you know, 98% of them list off a you know diet a list of diets this long that they've done i was telling kate how this one lady did the hcg diet seven times and lost and regained 20 kilos seven times i was like that is commitment i was like wow <laughs> i'm like i'm impressed actually it's right. like if you could do that you can definitely do our program um but but so many of them mentioned keto and going vegan so we thought we'd just i mean there's a million other diets out there <clears throat> oh carnivore sorry not keto carnivore sorry sorry kate's like <laughs> Keto is another one that people do. It is keto too. That's certainly yeah. very popular. And then there's keto carnivore. So there's, yeah. a, you know, there's that combination, that marriage is, I think carnivore has stemmed off of keto. seems yeah. to be what's happened. And then they tell me that they do fasting at the same time as keto or carnivore. So they just like to double stack, stack it. But anyway, we thought we'd talk about um, carnivore and being vegan today. Yeah. So where should we start, Kate? <laughs> Which one should we start with? Uh, well, we can start with being a vegan mm-hmm. and what that kind of looks like and what that basically is. Obviously, if you're vegan, you're not eating any animal foods. Actually, I've just got a really interesting story about that. So I had this client, oh. she had her thyroid removed and she did our program for a couple of years and just got the most amazing results, you know, like hair, great, you know, regular cycles, you know, no more binge eating, amazing skin. And I see she actually left our program. And then I, last week I was like, oh how come she's booked in my diary again? She must be thinking about coming back to the program. And she got on and she's like, oh, Kitty, you know, I just decided to go vegan um, because I just, she loves animals. Mm. And she's like, but now my hair's falling out. My cycles are really shit. I've gained all this weight. And she's like, I've realized that I don't think I should probably be vegan anymore. So that's, yeah. So she's going to come back. There's the the opening for that. (laughs) Yeah. 
that should sum it all up. We're done. Yeah, um, that's it. We'll see you next week. <laughs> so, yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, obviously that is a reason and that's a, a real reason why people go vegan is mm. they are huge animal advocates. Um, and, and I think that's almost as we now realize that maybe that's not the greatest reason. I mean, that is a reason, but we have to always understand that even in farming, uh, tons of animals are killed through the farming practices, right? Mm. So I think a lot of people think that if I don't eat animals, I'm going to save all the animals because I'm just going to eat plants, thinking that no animals die in farming and they do. And it's just littler animals, right? So who's to say what is worth more? The uh, possum or the cow, you know, but not to say, look, that's part of the life and the living and the farming practices we have and our animals do die during that process. So um, if that is a reason you have to kind of go deep into the farming practices and understand that you are probably still the result of that farming practices is still um, jeopardizing some animals lives. Anyways, regardless of that, that is uh, certainly a reason. But you know, I think some people think that they are obviously living a healthier life by going vegan because they're going to remove all animal products and they're not going to eat any saturated fat or have cholesterol and they're going to go down that rail. And the, and the truth is what the data does say, certainly in short term um, research, you know, when people go vegan and don't eat any animal products, they, they do lose weight. They have health markers that do improve. And, you know, whether they're diabetic or have blood, better blood sugar uh, issues or whatever data does show that things do improve for these people over most of this research I see is about six months long. I mean, you know, it's very expensive to do research on diets. And so that's about the length of the longest studies that we see, unless we're just following people through time. Um, but there are improved markers. The question is, are they sustainable? You know, like for most people, usually when you do a diet for a long periods of time that eliminates um, entire food, you know, all animal product, you might be missing some vital nutrients. And that's certainly one of the complaints on the vegan diet. You are going to be, uh, missing some nutrients. Certainly B12 is one, um, iron is certainly talked about, but I'm not sure anyone really needs any more iron. It kind of, you need context with that. It depends on when you're been doing this. Most people don't need anymore because our food is so filled with that crap. And most people are over ironized, but we won't go into to that. Um, but calcium is another one, you know, you're, you're missing out on all dairy sources. So obviously dairy is one of our best sources of calcium. You can get calcium obviously in the vegan diet. I mean, you can get all nutrients in the vegan diet and you, I, I, and I do think that there's a good, better way and best or, or at least a more optimal way to do a vegan diet. I mean, like any diet, you can do it really crappy and you can do it better. And if probably if you do really whole foods and eat a ton of good whole foods and prep your food and are really balancing and trying to find the best protein sources, you could be fairly successful doing a vegan diet. Um, that it takes a lot of work, but in today's world of processed food and plant-based foods, and you're seeing all these new fake meats coming out and all of these products that are being kind of um, commercialized and industrialized and, and are super highly processed, you know, I think you're going to, uh, it's not going to be as beneficial to you. And I, I kind of see that. I don't know if you see that too. Certainly people are coming off vegan diets. There's a lot of processed food in there. So <clears throat> I think that's going to probably compromise somebody's health going that direction. We certainly want to do it on the whole foods. Um, but certainly, uh, like I said, I think you're going to be losing some vital nutrients. I think when you eliminate animal products, um, certainly protein is, a, is something that you have to address. It's certainly going to be far more bioavailable with animal foods. 
you got to consume about double the protein sources to equalize a protein source uh, that's from an animal versus a plant. Um, they're just a lot more bioavailable, easier to digest when it's coming from an animal. I mean, we are humans. We are meant to digest both. But when it comes to certain things, animal products are just going to be better. A lot of another nutrient that we kind of have to address is vitamin A. Mm. Um, you're not going to get any of the good fat soluble nutrients like retinol. Um, you're going to get that more from all your animal foods, like your liver and your organs and your, your egg yolks and your whole fat dairy. Um, you don't get any vitamin A in a vegan diet. Um, you do get beta carotene. Um, that does need to be converted to work optimally and in a body that isn't working optimally or in a low metabolic state, they're going to have a very hard time converting that. And that's why you're going to see a lot of vegans that look like Oompa Loompas um, and they're orange <laughs> um, because they're not being able to convert beta carotene. So it just stores in their skin and they get that orange color to them. So uh Certainly my experience is with people that have gone vegan for a long period of time, they are married to that belief. And so even when their health starts to suffer, they have a hard time moving past that. Um, you know, like I said, it is good for weight loss purposes. You know, any diet that removes a lot of things and decreases your options can be helpful for weight loss. And so that's a lot of the dietary approaches that are out there right now. They're, they kind of just take things out. And then that makes your decision-making easier. Mm. Um, being a vegan is the same kind of method. There's certainly, like I said, you could probably improve your vegan diet just by adding dairy sources in and eggs. That's certainly a, a step up. And then it's not vegan be anymore. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Right. Well, you see that it's vegan yeah. plus dairy, right? Oh, I'm <laughs> vegan, but I also do all these other things. I'm like, okay, yeah. you're not vegan, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I don't eat flesh. They could be that way. Right. Yeah, so yeah. there, I mean, you plant-based or whatever the right. different names are for the, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the new thing. It is plant-based, right? So now that yeah. it is, that's the new word. It's plant-based. And that means, yeah, I, I primarily plants, but they might add fish and eggs and maybe some dairy and maybe. Was that, is that pescatarian? <laughs> no, that's fish. Oh, fish. Okay. Yeah. So the pescatarians will add the fish in. And I think yeah. there's a new, uh, there was a new word that I heard. It was like vegan and paleo together, like vegan or pegan. That was a, a, a new, yeah, the pegans. Um, that was this new thing that I saw that, which was basically being a vegan, mm. but having some paleo kind of intertwined into that. So I guess that means you can have some animal product or fish or so forth, but it's always a pescatarian. So I think everybody's trying to do some sort of combination of that now. Yeah. I remember one of our clients just and going back a few years, um, she had been vegan for quite a long time and she had no cycle for like a few years and then um I'm sure I can say her name she won't care she's done a testimony for us it's actually Lynn our old business coach's wife and so we joined his program and obviously you know me I'm like just telling everyone that this is the best thing ever and you know she starts <laughs> to listen to her because because I just want to help everyone you know I just like want everyone to feel awesome and you know and she starts to listen to what I'm saying and then she sort of approaches us and She's like, oh, I think I need to, you know, work with you guys. So she came in and worked with us. And she said that's one of the things she struggled with was like, because it's the animal thing for her. But then she was like, my health, I need to, because if we want to have kids. Um, and she got her cycle back within like four months, I think, of including dairy and liver. And, you know, she, what she did is she just really looked into like 
the local farms and how they treated the animals and the dairy and just chose to buy from those people. But it was just amazing how quickly her health improved, including animal products. And she did, she's done a video. She did a video testimony for, for us too. So, and she's had a kid now. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people, I mean, and I'm sure you see that with anyone that comes from a vegan approach, if they actually tend to log all their food out, you'll see that they're like eating 40, 50 grams of protein. They're just not getting enough. And for a woman, mm. for a woman, they, they, they need more, you need more to support your system. And one of the vital organs that needs more protein is your liver. If the liver is not getting enough protein <clears throat> and carbohydrates, then it can't detoxify properly. So mm. you'll see a lot of hormonal issues with women that are on uh, a vegan diet right? I, you see excess estrogen. They have a lot of PMS issues. I've seen that in the young girls because it, you know, it seems to be when girls get into high school or college, they see no more meat and they go, <laughs> they're probably not eating a lot either, but they seem to think that, you know, going plant-based and, and, or vegan is the way to go. Mm. Um, but then you see their cycles are completely messed up. And, and I think like, again, you get them to log everything out and a, their nutrition, their nutrients are lacking, especially mm. those vital ones. Like, again, there's no vitamin A in that vegan diet, mm. but their protein is way too low. And, mm. and again, there's no dairy. So there's no, well, there's minimal calcium intake, but there's all those good nutrients that are in milk. Milk is such an amazing food mm. that you know, you're getting your calcium, your magnesium, you're getting your selenium, you're getting so many different things from that milk. And, and everybody's drinking these plant-based milks now that we don't really have a lot of data on. We don't really know what somebody is that's been drinking a plant-based milk for 30, 40 years. We just mm. have nothing on that. So, um, you know, and here we have this amazing food that's pre-filtered and bioavailably nutrient rich that we can consume. Again, if you tolerate it, if you don't, then we kind of have to address some other issues, but ultimately, you know, there are some positives, I think doing a vegan diet, certainly to me, it's always how someone does on a diet. If it really benefits them is a lot has to do with what diet were they on prior to that? Like you you see these women and it's like, what were you fucking eating before dog shit? You know, drinking and eating, not dog shit, but of course it's better than what they were doing. So they're going to see improvements, but is it really the most optimal thing to do? Yeah. And, and so you have to always take that, right. If you're doing a really bad diet and you do a better diet, you're going to feel better. Right. And then that's just the way it is. And then if you have decent health already and you just, you know, and you see that with some people, they have decent health and they're like, well, I just want to be vegan because that's better. And they feel okay. They feel good on it. Right. I mean, like, well, you have really good health. You can probably actually tolerate a variety of different diets and it does Mm -hmm. take a while for maybe the missing links in that diet to affect you. And so the other part of it is how long has someone been on a diet? And if they've been on it for six months and feel amazing, well, what happens in two years, right? Mm -hmm. Are things starting to go south? And they could be, right? And so we have to, when we talk to people about, hey, my diet is so great, it it is like, well, how long have you been doing that? Right. Yeah, if you're yeah. doing it 10 yeah. years. Great. And, and maybe that is what necessarily worked. Maybe that does work for them. Right. I'm not here to, if, if a vegan diet is working for you, great. Continue doing it. If you love that and it makes you feel good and all is well in the world, we are not here to tell you that you should do anything differently, but there is certainly a, there are some missing parts of that diet and that, that should be addressed either, you know, and, and again, maybe you are that one of these people that eats really whole foods and a lot of them and gets all your nutrition in. And that mm. is possible on that diet with some supplementation, but it yeah. takes a lot of work and you got to eat a lot of food. Yeah. Yeah. And also to this one thing that this ex-client that I chatted, she's like, oh, I just 
gained this weight too because I just when I actually logged for a bit to have a look and she's like it's so hard to get enough protein without eating so much carbs as well right with, with the vegan diet That's yeah, right. yeah yeah so you know she's like I can see now that I need to you know she's gonna eat um some she said even though she said look I know that she she said, I'm going to take the liver capsules and the oyster capsules and the collagen. She says, I know it comes from an animal, but I'm just not going to eat meat and I'll eat some fish and dairy and stuff. So I'm like, well, that's going to help. You know, that all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you, to me, it's like if you can try a vegan and then try putting some dairy in there. And if that if that's what all you need to get to where you want to go, great. Mm-hmm. Some people need to do more. Some people need mm-hmm. to add the liver and the oysters in. Some people need to have some more meat in there right? It's all about what works for you. But I will say this, I have never worked with someone that's been on a vegan diet that isn't completely hypothyroid, right? Because of just all the thyroid suppressing food items in their diet. So, you know, they're every single one, if they've been on it consistently a a long period of time, they are always body temperature and pulse are low. Um, They have sluggish GI, they end up not sleeping as well over time. And, you know, they feel a little bit frail. And so once we get them some more protein and get them some more bioavailable nutrients, then they do start to feel better and tennis and pulse do increase. But that's been a consistent thing that I've noticed for the last mm. 10 to 12 years that mm. they're all hypothyroid or subclinically hypothyroid. They're, they're very low temperatures and pulse in the vegan diet. Mm. Mm. Yep. Okay, cool. All right. Well, let's uh, move on to carnivore, shall we? So Yeah. Are we done with your veg? I think so. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I, I mean, we kind of picked carnivore because they yeah. were like two ends of the yeah. spectrum, right? Yeah. One, yeah. It's like one has no meat and the other one is all meat. meat. <laughs> right. So. It's just interesting, the extremes. Like I always think too, like about what I did in the past. It was always so extreme. Everything was extreme. Like I had to go, you know, the drugs, the alcohol, the diets. Like <laughs> you just don't need right. to be so Maybe extreme. You should, get, you should try the carnivore because that <laughs> is definitely extreme, right? It's like, to me, it's almost like keto a little bit on steroids. Yeah. And I, I guess it's like, so what is carnivore cake first? So, talk so it's just the opposite, right? So carnival yeah. is just all animal product and it's mm. just mo- depend. There's levels of the carnivore diet too, right? Mm. There's just ones that just eat all meat or, or all animal. And then there's some that actually add high, you know, dairy in that doesn't have any of the, the, the milk sugars in there and no lactose. So it's low like carb. Cream. It's low carb. It's no carb. Yeah. No carb, right? There's no plant in the carnivore. So the keto usually has some plant in it where Adkins diet would have some plant, you know, Mm -hmm. they'll have greens and so forth in there. And they kind of allow that. And there's like levels that's minimalized, but uh, carnivore, there's no plant. Because I've noticed that Paul Saladino, so he's a pretty well-known carnivore guy, is now eats white rice and fruit and honey. And honey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I want to get into the strong sisters some of that push because I think they influenced him um, that they wrote that cookbook with them, but yeah. that, that, cause in the, and I've actually ordered it and read it and I read all the way through it and, you know, but in that even book, he's like 10 to 20%, I think carbs were kind of, and like use them around your workout or, or whatever, mm. but it was still very minimal, but yes, mm. I, there are people in that space, um, that are starting to incorporate carbohydrates. In fact, I actually got a client who is carnivore that in one of her, um, uh, forum groups, they actually were recommending, the pro-metabolic diet because like, well, if that's not working, you should try start incorporating carbs and hear the people to talk to. And I think too, if you're someone who's listening to this and you don't know who the strong sisters are and you can't all go and check them out. They're they're strong sisters on Instagram. They're awesome. And I've actually had them on the podcast before, but they were like strict carnivore and they 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 trained like 
like I remember her sending me some photos like how I'm like how how did you lift those weights eating no carbs and they were so lean like stupidly lean and they had no cycles and but they've done amazingly well you know they've got their cycles back and their health's improved and yeah go go, go follow them and check them out if you want to See that yeah, they, they, they came from the carnivore approach. And so mm. they know, and they actually ate a considerable amount of calories because you can still eat because you're eating yeah. a lot of animal fat. And so you can definitely eat a ton of calories. You know, it's just fat and meat and organs. And like mm. I said, you can have cheese and cream um, and shellfish. And so there's some really good properties. So they do the exact opposite. So their nutrients are bioavailable, mm. um, because you're, that's all you're eating. Mm. And, and you can actually get a full spectrum of nutrients doing the carnivore diet, just like you can get a full spectrum doing the vegan diet. They're just, they're, they're going to be low in some places on b- both spectrum, right? Mm. So you're going to have issues with like some potassium. I know a lot of people supplement mm. with potassium on a carnivore diet. So some of the minerals are going to be more challenging to get on a carnivore diet, whereas on the other one, uh, but you're going to be good with things like vitamin A and your B vitamins and all these other ones that are more challenging on a vegan diet. So the the, the premise is that, right, that a lot of the anti-nutrients and vegetables and so forth are creating a lot of GI issues. A lot of these people come to the carnivore for autoimmune issues and removing all plants and so forth tends to help them. Um, and so, you know, the, the question is why, um, and because there, there is a lot of good from having certain plants and fruits in your diet, because a lot of the minerals, some of the fibers and so forth are good for you. Obviously the energy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the carbs, right. That is important. But again, as we know, I mean, the carnivore is high protein. So Mm. our body's going through gluconeogenesis. They're producing carbohydrates because of that process. The question is, right? Because we're not using protein directly as energy, we're converting it. And you can, that's part of their argument is you don't need carbs to survive. And that is absolutely correct. You actually don't, you do need protein. Like when people say that to me, I think, but wouldn't you rather thrive than just survive? Because I think about all the times that I did low carb, I just, yes, I was surviving, but I was just surviving. You know, like it wasn't enjoyable. I was tired all the time. My sleep was shit, but I was surviving. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. And I, and I, but that's the, the argument, right? De- the definite argument is you don't need carbs to survive. So in their mindset, if you don't need it, we don't need to have it, right? It's mm. we, we can totally live because our body has a mechanism to turn protein into carbohydrates. That is absolutely true. We do have that mechanism. Our body is amazing. It will actually do certain things to keep us alive. Yes. Is mm. it is it is efficient and is vital and are, is there missing a component of that by not using carbohydrates directly? We, yes. Carbs are protein sparing when we need, when we have protein, we don't need to convert protein into fuel. And the, and the whole point of the carnivore diet that people miss is what happens when we turn protein into fuel other than we can do it. Right. And we can, but there, there's some, there's some things that occur that we have to address that aren't necessarily good for us long-term. Because when we break down amino protein into amino acids, we have all these free flowing amino acids in our system. They can be quite inflammatory to us, right? Mm-hmm. Having a high amount of tryptophan down, broken down has consequences, right? We know that tryptophan in excess can turn into serotonin. Serotonin in itself is a stress hormone. It can turn on certain pituitary hormones that can elevate cortisol, right? So breaking down anytime we go into gluconeogenesis, it's going because of stress response, right? It's because our body doesn't have enough sugar. So we have to produce it. That's why it's happening. So there's a slight level of a 
cortisol increase in a dietary approach like that. Right. And mm-hmm. so, and there are other amino acids like cysteine and, uh, and methionine that are both again, broken down when we break down a lot of protein that actually will be involved in inhibiting, um, TPO, which is an enzyme needed for thyroid conversion. So again, what we're doing could possibly inhibit our thyroid conversion, which what is that going to do? It's going to slow down metabolism, right? Mm-hmm. So we, when in our sphere, we're always coming from a place and the context of how do we improve metabolic rate, improve thyroid conversion, improve the body's ability to utilize fuel and the mechanisms of this dietary approach work the opposite. Again, it works very much in that survival sphere, like you said, right? It's like, it does, it works and it can actually, like when people get on this dietary and that maybe their autoimmune issues do improve or their GI issues do improve, but do, have they actually fixed them? And mm. the answer is no, <laughs> <laughs> they've just, right. They aren't irritating the system that was creating them, right? Because a lot of the autoimmune issues are actually coming from some GI issues, right? Because our, most mm. of our immune system is in our GI. So there's a lot of irritation. We stop irritating those and we stop having things go into our blood system because our, our GI, our small intestine has a high permeability, then things get better, but mm. we haven't fixed it, right? Because as soon as we add the carbohydrates back in, things might flare back up. Mm. And so that's important. Um, and also just the entire process of calcium phosphorus, right? So a high meat diet is going to have a significant amount of phosphorus. So the thought is obviously there's going to be an imbalance with calcium, which can obviously lead to bone calcium leaching from the bone, certainly adding in a lot more dairy. If you're having the cheeses and the cream that could certainly help, but still there's going to be a massive amount of phosphorus in there. And that's why I do like our approach because it is prone to have a lot of dairy in it. You're having some meat, but not the majority from your protein sources. They're kind of variety. Mm -hmm. So we have a better balance there. Um, so those are, you know, like I said, that's the, the issues with the carnivore diet that I essentially have is that yes, it can work. Yes. It might improve some of your, um, symptoms. Um, but long-term first off, we don't have a long-term data on the carnivore. We certainly have anecdotal stories, stories, like, you know, if you follow Sean Baker, um, he's, I think a big carnivore been doing this for a long time, but you know, we don't have a lot of long-term data on how is this diet what is it doing to you long-term and what are the effects on it? Mm. Um, so, and again, there's obviously different approaches to that too. And I think Danny Roddy was uh, a, um, a carnivore at some point. In time. <laughs> he said he, he ate meat and water for two yeah. years. Yeah. I think that's an extreme amount. Is the, the ones that just eat meat. Yeah. 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 I, and I've had clients that they're like, all I did was eat meat, like, mm. you know, for a year. And I'm like, God. And, yeah. I, and that's the other thing to adhere to something like that. I mean, maybe something, people think it's great. All I have to do is eat meat. I don't have to yeah. think about anything else. Yeah. And that they like that because it makes it, their choices so easy, but mm-hmm. it's super limiting. And I don't know, you know, that is a very limiting diet. Um, and so for, for a lot of people, certainly they're like, I follow They couldn't adhere to it long-term. They're like, Oh, mm-hmm. I just missed carbs and fruit and life and going out and enjoying things and so forth and so on. So, you know, I, I think that's part of the problem. And it is something that clients say to me when they come, they come and we chat and they're like, I just wanted something that was simple. and I didn't have to think about it. And, but, but yeah, yeah. then they, like most of the women that join our program in their forties, I signed up a lady actually, forties and fifties. I signed up a lady the other day who's 75. 
Awesome. How cool is that? She's 75. She's like, I really want to get stronger. And, you know, I've been doing the repeat thing for a like, long time, but I just want to get more specific and, you know, learn about the strength training. And I was like, oh, I just love it that you're 75 and you're still wanting to do this sort of stuff. But anyway, so, so many of them say, you know, like I just, it was easy. I didn't have to think about it. Um, but, then, right. but then they come to me and they're like, but I've been doing this shit for 20 years and I feel like shit. And I keep binge eating and I'm overweight and I realize now that I need to put the effort and time into learning more about food and my body and tracking. And so, you know, they come in and they do it. And then often I'll interview the ones who've been successful and they all say the same thing. They're like, I actually feel like it's very freeing now. Yes, it was hard when I first started and I had to really, you know, like think about it. And I had to learn and I had to listen to my body and I had to log all the food and I had to learn about the training. But now that I've learned it, it's really easy to sustain. And I actually interviewed one of our clients. I wanted to interview someone who'd been in the program like when we very first started and had been out for like two or three years and just to see how they're going. And I haven't released the podcast yet, but this lady, she's in her 50s and um, she worked with us in the initial stage of our program for 12 months. And she's like, Kitty, I logged my food for 12 months. I applied myself for 12 months. And she's like, but now three years later, after not being in the program, she's like, I'm in the best shape I've ever been. I feel the best I ever have. I'm no longer confused about food. I know what works for my body. She's like, I don't track now. I eat, but I still have a framework that I use. You know, I prep my food and I sort of can eyeball enough protein. She's like, but I use the tracking. Like if I feel a bit tired, I'll go back and track my food and just make sure I'm eating enough. Because she knows, she's like, I need to eat. I eat between 2,000 to 2,500 a day to, you know, be able to train and, um, you know, feel, have good energy and everything else. But she's like, it was so worth putting in the effort for 12 months to be now free. And she's like, I'm 50, whatever, how old she is. And she's like, I finally feel good in a bikini. I'm not saying that you have to have your main goal as you want to look good in a bikini, but she's like, oh, I feel good. I look good. I'm, I'm free. But it did take work. But it's like, I sort of think, well, is, isn't it better to do that than spend the next 10 years just doing the same things over and over again and just feeling shit? Yeah. Well, and I think that's maybe why we, you know, need to talk about this, the, the bioenergetic, pro-metabolic, whatever you want to call it. There's really no name for it. Like I always get kind of, an, you know, it, it's annoying and not because there is no real name, but we have to name it something so that people understand what you're talking about. But it. it it's not a diet per se. It's just a concept and an understanding of Approach. how to, yeah, yeah, to, to support your body's energy systems. And I think that's why I, I was always driven so much to it because it's not just, even though it's, it's taken on a eat this approach, right. Cause you're like, what foods do I eat? You know, and it, it doesn't really work that way. Although the foods are important. I think the approach is how do you, where's your body at right now? And how can we support it so that it starts moving in the right direction? And here are the markers that you need to pay attention to, to pay, to see if it's moving in the right direction and mm. what your path is going to look like. It's not going to look like Joe's or Susie's or someone else you saw online's path because you're just at a different starting point. And mm. the, 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 the goal in, in my opinion is always to get to a place where you can eat anything and everything that you possibly want in moderation and your body feels good. I think that's the key though, Kate, moderation. Cause it's like, you can't go back to eating takeout every day for three meals a day without, you know, not eating these nutrient dense foods. Like it's like, I think it's what you do most of the time. 
you know, like it's not like, like women always, when they get on the course, I say, is this diet restrictive? And I say, well, I don't think so. It's the least restrictive approach I've ever, you know, um, I guess done. And obviously why I'm still doing it nine years later, but I say to them, look, there's certain foods we recommend you include your, in your diet because they're going to give you these nutrients that support your body. But, you know, like as an example, like pasta, we eat pasta a couple of times a week, good quality pasta. Pasta doesn't really have any nutrients that are overly amazing for the body. It's just a carb source, right? Like it's just. It does have some nutrients, right? Some, so wheat, as wheat does, but, right? Yeah, but yeah. it's not like, like liver. Like mm-hmm. you wouldn't compare it to liver, but we just really enjoy pasta and we can eat it and we have no issues. You know, we're, so it's like finding the foods, eating foods that give you the nutrients. Like we said, we talked about why we think eggs are good and animal fats and bioavailable protein. And, you know, because so many of the women that we work with, they come in and they've cut dairy, they've cut fruit, they've, you know, like they're just eating lean meat, green vegetables, nuts, seeds, almond milk, because they think that that's healthy and that's going to give them the nutrients that they need. It's so unbalanced, but yeah. (laughs) Well, and and again, right. And I think what you have to clarify when someone says is a diet restrictive and and my, my answer is like, well, depends on where you are in your health journey, because if right now I'm telling you dairy is good, but Mm. you know, you're overly stressed and you haven't drank and you haven't consumed dairy in two years and you don't do well in dairy, then yeah, we can't have dairy right now. So there, there, and there might be a certain level of food you, you cannot consume solely because of that reason, but there also might be other foods that might not be benefiting you right now in your current state of health. Mm. And so that's why, you know, we say, Hey, maybe you limit your raw green vegetables and not to say you can't have those, but maybe mm. right now in your, where you are trying to heal, they might not be the best food. Cause every time you eat them, you get bloated and you feel like crap and you feel constipated and so forth mm. and so on. So it's more of an understanding of learning about your health and learning how your body responds to food and being your own kind of doctor in the process and going, huh, here's some markers I can actually pay attention to. I don't need to get a lab. I don't need a doctor for me to tell you anything. I can do it myself at home and find out this is how I'm responding. Right. And this is how I feel. Um, again, for most people, it, it is good for them. And I'm going to say this for anybody going to this approach, it is good for them to probably have someone take them through the journey initially. It's good to have a coach. I had a coach when I went through it initially, you know, forever. I'm, I know you did. We all worked with people. Yeah. I'm not here trying to sell anything other than saying it's going to help you. Because <laughs> it's get like the process. It's, it's it, the way that, you know, like when I talk to him, like the overarching principles that we all follow, like uh, this overarching principles, but how you apply it depends on where you are. And what, you, you know, like you said, it's everyone's different. You know, we've got women that have really severe health issues, but then we've got women who are 100 kilos and don't have any health issues, you know, and then women who are tiny, um, who are like 50 kilos and really lean. So it's like the approach that we use with all of them is different and it changes and things will happen and you need to adjust things. And I think that's, I really agree that that's, you know, like I worked with Emma initially for a quite a very long time, you know, and obviously Craig coached me too with the training and the tracking of the food. And it's like, you just learn so much more and they can get specific. And obviously they've worked with lots of people before, so they can give you advice and go, if this is happening, try this, you know, um, and really, I think help you focus. And I, I really think to drown out the noise because a lot of the time, like clients go, I just don't know what to do. I don't, there's so much information out there so many different things. Should I cut dairy? Should I eat dairy? Should I cut fruit? Um, and I think it just helps. 
and, right. and, and, and think about, I say this too, when I ask women this, I'm like, how many quick fix diets have you done over the years and how much money have you spent? And they all say thousands and thousands of dollars. And I'm like, has it got you what you wanted in a healthy and sustainable way? And they're like, no. So I'm like, doesn't that tell you something? Like stop spending money on these cheap cookie cutter, quick fix diets. Yeah. Well, and just to give you a little caveat, I mean, I have, I have a client and she had weight loss uh, surgery, Mm -hmm. right. And which is a very extreme measure because it basically forces you to eat less. Right. And they eat less, they lose the weight, they lose a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and I, and at, since we've had a conversation, she's since then she's put weight back on, because again, if, if you're not addressing why you gained all the weight, you'll probably put it back on. But if you're not fixing your biology, just losing all the weight, right. Isn't also going to fix it. You can still, you know, um, win against even bariatric surgery, any of these weight loss surgeries, right. You're not, in fact, at the end of all that, even though surgeries at the end of them, right. It, it's actually put your body in a a worse state because now you, you know, can't absorb all the nutrients and, you know, you kind of need to build up the body's ability to utilize fuel, but that's an extreme measure of something that pushes you through a process and gets you what you think, which is Mm. massive weight loss. But at the end of it all, that person is not in a healthier place per se. I mean, yes, they've lost the weight, but is that sustainable? And if it is right, how much of their life are they spending on it to try to keep that weight and, and for most of them, it's a significant amount of time. Whereas, look, we want you to get to a point where you can live your life without constantly having to worry and think about what am I going to eat all the time and so forth. No, when, when the body is in a healthy place and when you can sustain your weight without constantly overthinking every little bit of food that's in your body and you can live and be happy, that's the place we want to get you, right? That should be your ultimate goal. Um, but that, depending on where you're at, is going to take some time and effort and logging and re- kind of routing on how you think about food and fixing the foundation and getting your body to a place where it can utilize calories at a higher amount and so forth. All the things, like I said, we've got to build up that foundation. And mm-hmm. so there's all process, you know, I think, and that's why I do like this approach. It's not just about weight loss and that's going to fix all your biomarkers, right? Which a lot of them do. We're not just removing food groups or animal foods or (laughs) plant foods to get you where you want to go, right? We're addressing and saying, let's use all the foods for, Mm. because there's good things on both of them. Let's use the Mm. ones that are the best, the most nutrient rich, because probably if you're living in today's world, you are nutrient deficient. Um, Mm. We just are not getting the foods that we used to get 50 years ago. And so you are probably nutrient deficient. Your parents were probably nutrient deficient. (laughs) And so we're working with generational nutritional deficiencies. So it's going to take a bit to fix that bottom line. And Mm. so we got to make sure the calories you're getting are going to be filled with the best of all of these nutrition, all the nutrients. And then we also need to make sure you're eating enough because that's the downside of being a small woman to, you know, a a man, you don't eat enough. And so if we can get you all eating 2,500, calories, it's a lot easier to fix you with the nutrition versus when you're eating 1200 calories. It's just almost impossible at that number. All mm. right. So there's a lot of different moving parts, but it's, it's utilizing a method that's trying to fix the system and, 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 and on a cellular energetic level to teach your body to utilize more fuel. And I don't know any other approach and there isn't one that, that does that and directs it that way and, and goes that route, right? They're, they're, they're just more about reduction and weight loss and that's your mm. end point. And so. And the food's enjoyable. More. It's enjoyable to be able to eat like pasta and 
eat, drink juice and fruit and not be, I'm thinking, oh my God, I can't eat any food because I don't know what to eat. Cause I think I just sick fucking air because everything's bad. You know, like I just really enjoy food too. Yeah. And yeah. that, and that, and that, well, and that is, I mean, I think that is part of it. And then food should be enjoyable. I think that's why it was put on this earth. Meaning there was, <laughs> there is a lot of good and it should be right. And probably if we never talked about food, you know, for a hundred years and nobody learned how to market it, we'd all probably just still be eating normally. But as soon as we learn to make money and market and sell things, you know, it starts messing with the system, right? And mm. versus let's go back to the basic. Let's eat real food. Let's eat a variety of different foods. And mm. this is why we should eat these foods. And, you know, mm. let's train your body eventually so you can have a little bit of everything mm. again and moderation. And I think when people, when you, you do tell people that and they start to feel better, usually what happens is they choose not to do that very often because they're like, I feel better with this way. And it tastes good. Like you said, Yeah, like I just don't really like, I I rarely eat green vegetables unless they're in a curry or something, you know, like I just don't, my, my, I don't crave thinking, Oh, I'd love some nice steamed broccoli (laughs) or some raw almonds or anything. You know, I just, I eat what my, what actually really enjoy and what makes me feel good. And I did the podcast with Stan, you know, Stan, I think you shared it. He's such Mm -hmm. a legend. I just love Stan so much. And he just talked about how he's like, He's like, I just eat the foods that make me feel good and I choose to eat them because I feel so good and I actually enjoy them. So I also think too, if you, because some women are like, oh, I just really enjoy this menu plan that I've built up and I like to eat similar things every day. I'm like, great. If that's what you like, eat what you like, you know? Like sometimes I think you get, you can get a bit, I don't know, I'm trying to think of the words, like wrapped over the knuckles for going, oh, I just really enjoy these foods. I want to eat them and they make me feel good. And I choose to eat them because they make me feel good. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's your body. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, you want to get to a place where you don't feel, and again, I mean, you you can see people that eat a carnivore diet and they're like, this makes me happy. It makes it Mm. easier for me, you know, and Mm. Hey, if that's, you're living your best life on a carnivore diet, then again, same thing with the vegan diet do you, right? I mean, to me, like I said, the two things that you need in a diet for you to keep doing it is that it makes you feel good and mm. it's sustainable for you, that you can make the decisions and make that. Di- yeah. And so if those are, you can check those markers off both, then great. Mm. Um, but again, my experience with working, and I'm sure yours is too, with working with people that have done those approaches in time, they start to have, they, they crack a little bit. Mm. And so, um, but that's certainly my, my biased opinion. Mm. Awesome. Good timing. Cause it's like five, two, and I've got another call uh, at 10. We, we, we now to Kate and 15 minutes over it was. Well, thanks so much, Kate, for, um, for coming on again. It's always awesome having you on. Always get such good feedback about your podcasts. Um, and yeah, have a good. And yeah. Well, yeah. and first, and let me yeah. just say congrats yeah. on your skincare. It's very exciting. I can't wait to get mine. Oh, I can't, you should be getting it in the next few days, I'd say. Yeah. So super excited. Super amazing. That is a mm. massive accomplishment. Anytime you can do and it's something that takes three years. Right. And, but oh. here you are, right. It's the same thing with your health. Right? <laughs> Good things. Doing time. It, don't they right. Work. Yeah. Yeah. It takes yeah. work. And then, then it, but then you get there. You got to start. It's, it's not the right, but some, you just got to, you just got to do it. Like you've just got to knuckle down and do it. <laughs> and just show up every day and do it. Like stop looking yeah. for the easy way out. Cause that always leads to more pain down the track. Usually, usually. That is probably a true statement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Thanks so much, Kate. And um, you got it. Have a great we'll, day. We'll see you next time. Sounds good. Bye.